I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Big Ten, one of the best uh, conferences in college basketball right now. How good is it? Let's go to Sean Morris of the Big Ten Network, the analyst there. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great yourself. We're doing well. So you tell me how good. I, I saw the projections the other day, and they said anywhere from 10 to 12 teams out of the Big Ten. Everybody could possibly be in. So you tell me, how good is the Big Ten? Well, I think it's very good, and I can't remember a time. Where, you know, there's not necessarily the one elite team that there might have been in years past, but I think, uh, you know, the depth is, you know, as substantial as I can remember in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. Um, that said, uh, I, I think that, you know, 10 to 12 is, is being ambitious um, for the simple fact that, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. Uh, I, I think for it to reach the outer part of that um, projection, you'd have to have everything go right. And what I mean by that is, you know, Gonzaga can't lose in, in, in the West Coast uh, Conference. Uh, you know, San Diego State can't get knocked off, you know, in the Mountain West. Things like that where, you know, automatic bids um, go to someone other than the, the, the assumed person that's going to get it. I still think that uh, this is more, in my opinion, more likely to end up being eight or nine teams because I think uh, when it's all said and done, a, a couple of those teams that, that are um, in that 10 to 12 part of that uh, selection criteria are, may, may knock themselves out. I just think that uh, uh, it's, it's more likely eight or nine. Um, it, it, are 10 or 12 possible? Yeah. I, I just don't think uh, as this thing unfolds that that's, that's extremely likely. So I'm looking at the Badgers sitting at 7-6 and six in the Big Ten and 14-10 and 10 overall, but you've got teams with better overall records that are behind them, such as, say, Minnesota, Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan, so out of Minnesota, Ohio State, Indiana, and Michigan, who is the most likely of those that group to get into the tournament and possibly do some damage? Well, you know, Indiana helped themselves mightily last night. Yes. Uh, that, that was a really important game for Indiana. They, they had dropped a, uh, you know, three or four in a row. They, they, they got kind of embarrassed at home against uh, Purdue the last time out, and they, they needed that game because they – they were on the ropes, and I, I think that uh, if, if they were in going into that ball game, uh, they were barely in. So that that certainly helped them. Their upcoming schedule gets, uh, you know, like everybody else, gets a little bit more difficult. Uh, Minnesota has some really good opportunities. They have uh, um, Iowa and Indiana, I believe, coming up in their next back-to-back games. And their overall record, Bill, isn't uh, that gaudy. But the one thing that they did is they tested themselves in the non-conference. You know, they, they played Oklahoma uh, on a neutral site. They played at Butler. Uh, they went on the road and played at Utah. You know, ga- games that look better and better here. Um, and, I, and Wisconsin, they, they don't have any atrocious losses. And I think that's going to be the one thing that's going to determine uh, if there is going to be a cut. You, you can't have one of those, you know, quad three or, or quad four losses uh, in the Big Ten you know, probably the worst you're going to get would, would be maybe a quad three with a Northwestern or Nebraska. So they have a lot of opportunities to, to get some really good wins. And I think as long as uh, Wisconsin takes care of what they need to at home, 
uh, they should be in pretty good shape just because of the quality opponents they're going to be facing. How good of a team is Wisconsin? And the reason I ask is because there's a very small but vocal minority here that is just upset they haven't done the Final Four thing since Bo Ryan left. And there's been, you know, the the expectations of Greg Gard have been keep the program where it was when Bo was here. And we all know that he took over a program that was starting to come apart a little bit at the seams and losing some of its premier players. So you tell me what kind of job Greg Gard has done and where this program's at. I, I think he's done more than a solid job, and, and, and the reason I say that is, uh, you know, boy, people's memories are short. Um, <laughs> they really are, and it's not just Wisconsin fans; it's all around. You know, it's the, the proverbial "What have you done for me lately?" But you know, they've, they've been a consistent NCAA tournament team. Uh, they've been very, very difficult to beat at home. Um, you know, they've they've been able to, to get guys that fit what it is they want to do. And, and I think the other thing, when you take a look at a coach, um, in addition to obviously what they're ultimately judged on wins and losses, a way that they get to those wins and losses is player development. And guys go to Wisconsin and they get better, you know, especially the bigs. Um, you know, the, you can go down the whole lineage going all the way back to, um, you know, toward the end of Dick Bennett's tenure through Bo Ryan, and now it's continued, you know, with guys like Ethan Happ and now Reavers, and I think Micah Potter's going to get better the longer he's in that program. So I, I think he's done a very, very good job um, you know, I, I think the other thing is people get caught up in sometimes the, the glitz and the glamour. And, you know, Greg is a guy that comes out, does his business, recruits his guys, and coaches his team. Is, is he going to necessarily go in and wow people in a press conference? Probably not. Um, but I'd rather have a guy that's going to have his team ready to, to go out and play and, and win games, and, and he does that. So tell me about some of the stronger teams. Michigan State, one of the better record teams, but they've fallen out of the top 25. I had mentioned Ohio State earlier, and Ohio State was near the tops, and then all of a sudden they had fallen off. They had some injuries that happened. I mean, Maryland obviously atop the Big Ten right now, and when you talk about some of these teams that have had good programs over the years, a little bit different to see Michigan State and Ohio State out of the top 25. Yeah, Ohio State has, you know, they hit a a real rough patch. Their their backcourt is... uh, even the guys that they have, I had them earlier this week. They're kind of banged up. You know, Muhammad's got a shoulder problem. DJ Carton's out of the lineup. They they struggled to take care of the ball a little bit, and uh, they they got a win, hard fought win over Rutgers. And you know, the the team that uh, is is right up there at the top. You know, I, I thought at the beginning of the year, uh, the top three teams would be Michigan State, Maryland, and Ohio State. Two of those three are there, and the other one that is in that top three that you know continues to impress me is Penn State. Um, they've won seven in a row four on the road, and this is a, a team in the past. Um, there, there are a couple of examples this year that shows me this is a little bit different team than maybe the last couple of years. They blew a 20-point lead against Ole Miss. In the years past, that might have turned into two or three losses. They turn around, and they beat Syracuse on a neutral site. Then they get into Big Ten play. They get blown out at Ohio State when Stevens fouls out. You think that might turn into a two-game skid. They turn around and beat Maryland, and um, they, they, they're – they're for real. They're very, very good, um, and I think that's a team that, with the way that their schedule plays out, you know, you take a look at. It's not just who you've played so far, but who you don't have to play the rest of the way. And uh, the, the the schedule for Penn State lays out pretty favorably. Um, you know, they can't afford to to drop any games that they shouldn't. But that is a team that, quite honestly, when they released the uh, the first uh, sixteen. Uh, I, I was surprised that they weren't on at least the number four line. Uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask you a little bit about Maryland obviously being the top team in, in the conference. Uh, out of, say, the two or three or four that you felt 
are the strongest. Now, we know Maryland's ranked number nine in the country. You had mentioned Penn State. Uh, there's some teams there that could be sleepers, but who is the most likely to, that we could talk about finding a, a, a Final Four situation? Uh, you know, Maryland is the most talented team. Um, you know, uh, Michigan State has a lot of talent, you know, even though they've been kind of having to shuffle their lineup for different reasons throughout this year. But, you know, Maryland is, I think, the most talented team. The, the one concern with them um, is sometimes they get really loose with the basketball. They're toward the, the, the bottom of the conference and turnover margin. And, man, they get off to some really, really slow starts. Now, they've been able to dig out of it more often than not, but you know, you're not going to be able to play with that fire all the time and, and not eventually get burned. But their backcourt, you know, when you've got a guy like Cowan who, who can get in and, and create plays, and I, I think Daryl Morsell is one of the most overlooked guys in the league because of his ability to guard multiple spots. And um, they lose the Nebraska game if you don't have a, a potential lottery pick and Jalen Smith who's able to cover a ton of ground and make that block shot on Cam Max. So they've got some really good pieces there. Um, they have to feel very good about the, their chances. But taking care of the basketball and getting off to better starts are, are something that they, they need to tidy up uh, toward the end of the season here. Sean, great stuff as always. Look forward to talking to you as we uh, get to the tournament, and we'll chat again, okay? Appreciate it. Try to stay warm. I know that's a proposition. <laughs> you know what? It warms up tomorrow. If we get a quick blip on the radar, so be it. We're used to it. But uh, as long as it's not extended depths of cold, I'm okay with it. I'm with you. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Sean Morris of the Big Ten Network, the analyst there. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.